Hare Krishna, welcome to this episode of Harinam Chintamani. So this is episode 6 and in today's episode we will be studying the Guru Aparad which is the third offense against the chanting of the holy name. So we will say our uh, Mangalacharan prayers and invoke the blessings of Srila Prabhupada and the entire parampara and then we will begin. Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Gyananjana Shalakaya Chakshuran Militam Yenatasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yenabhutale Svayam Rupaha Kadamahyam Dadati Svampadantikam Vandeham Shri Guru Shri Yutapadakamalam Shri Gurun Vaishnavamscha Shri Rupam Sagrajatam Sahagana Raghunathan Vitam Tamsajeevam Sadvaitam Savadhutam Parijana Sahitam Krishna Chaitanya Devam Shri Radha Krishna Padan Sahagana Lalita Shri Vishakhan Vitamscha he Krishna Karuna Sindho Dina Bandho Jagatpate Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostute Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Vrishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vancha Kalpatarubhyascha Kripa Sindhubhya Evacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namon Namaha Namon Vishnupadaya Krishna Preshtaya Bhutale Srimate Bhakti Vedanta Swaminiti Namine Namaste Saraswate Deve Gauravani Pracharine Nirvishesha Sunyavadi Paschatya Deshatarine Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare It's uh, it's actually um, an honor that we are <clears throat> able to speak and have discussions on this um, important topic of Nama Prad. And it's uh, coincidental or by the plan of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that we are actually um, approaching the Gaurapurnima and it's a perfect time to actually reflect on the teachings of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and the holy name which he has come to spread in this you know Goloker Premadhana Harinam Sankirtan. So this Harinam Sankirtan is brought by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu from the spiritual world and he has left the Sikshashtaka for us and um, these ten offenses if we can avoid then we can actually properly follow the instruction and we can properly be the recipient of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's mercy. And these topics are, you know, they are very, very elevated in the way Bhagavad Thakur is explaining. So we just um, pray for the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu 
to be able to share this in the purest way possible there is this nice verse in the chaitanya charitamrita kathanchana smrite yasmin dushkaram sukaram bhavet vismrite viparitam syan shri chaitanyam namamitam so this is a very important verse for all our gaudi vaishnavas all of us should really um, remember this verse and remember that this is the way how we will progress so this is the it's a chaitanya charitamrita adrila 14.1 it means things that are very difficult to do become easy to execute if one somehow or other simply remembers lord chaitanya mahaprabhu but if one does not remember him even easy things become very difficult to this sri chaitanya lord chaitanya mahaprabhu i offer my respectful obeisances so this topic is certainly <laughs> very difficult but we pray to the mercy pray for the mercy of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu so that we can try to do some minuscule justice to this um, great uh, <coughs> topic and hopefully we will imbibe this in our own lives you know <coughs> all right so we will start with this um, chapter 6 disregarding the guru or offending the guru गुरु अपराध पंचतत्व जय जय श्रीराधाधव जय नवद्वीप्रज यमुना वैष्णव सो द प्रेयर इज अल बिट डिफरेंट हि हरिदास सेड ओ लॉर्ड नाउ आई विल टेल यू नाउ हाउ द थर्ड ऑफेंस अकर्स अकॉर्डिंग टू योर ऑर्डर आई विल डिस्क्राइब इन डिटेल ऑल द ऑफेंसेस दैट अकर फ्रॉम डिजोबेइंग the guru having wandered from one body to another in 8400000 species of life through unintentional pious activity the jiva obtains a human body <laughs> unintentional pious activity it's not even intended the human body is a rare opportunity because only in this form can the living entity perform devotional service properly as a demigod one has a tendency to enjoy and as a lower animal one has no capacity for knowledge but in the human form the living entity can progress back to his constitutional position with krishna so this is an important point here made our human life now although we think it is fraught with so many miseries there is actually this huge advantage that we have in this life compared to all other lives even including demigod life so in the lower animals life we we have no capacity to understand this knowledge and in the demigod's life we will be fraught with too many distractions um, that even though they they know but there is you know so much material enjoyment that is a huge distraction so actually human being life on earth is way way more um, fortunate so actually we are actually sitting on that fortune we want a oh, heavenly life but heavenly the people in the heavenly planets they want to live on earth they don't want their heavenly life you see this is what the this is what the you know demigods are saying i'll show you something very interesting i think some of you already know this so this is what they are saying since the human form of life is a sublime position for spiritual realization i'm reading from the srimad bhagavatam 
21 onwards i think about six verses all the way through 26 i'll just read the translation here so since the human form of life is a sublime position for spiritual realization all the demigods in heaven speak in this way how wonderful it is for these human beings to have been born in the land of bharatvarsha especially indians of course in those days in um, bharatvarsha means the entire planet but now it has reduced to just the india but you see this bharatvarsha is very very you know punya bhumi they have executed they must have executed pious acts of austerity in the past or the supreme personality of godhead himself must have been pleased with them otherwise how could they engage in devotional service in so many ways we demigods can only aspire to achieve human births in bharatvarsha to execute devotional service but these human beings are already engaged there look at this we want to go to swargaloka but swargavasis they are praying that when will the time come when we will take birth in in, in bharatvarsha ah how much fortune we are sitting on uh, we should not uh, we should understand that this is so valuable you see we demigods can only aspire to achieve bharatvarsha human births in bharatvarsha to execute devotional service but these human beings are already engaged there the demigods continue after performing the very difficult tasks of executing vedic ritualistic sacrifices undergoing austerities observing vows and giving charity we have achieved this position as inhabitants of the heavenly planets but what is the value of this achievement here we are certainly very engaged in material sense gratification and therefore we can hardly remember the lotus feet of lord narayana indeed because of our excessive sense gratification we have almost forgotten his lotus feet a short life in the land of bharatvarsha is preferable to a life achieved in brahmaloka for millions and billions of years because even if one is elevated to brahmaloka he must re- he must return to repeated birth and death although life in bharatvarsha in a lower planetary system is very short one who lives there can elevate himself to full krishna consciousness and achieve the highest perfection even in this short life by fully surrendering unto the lotus feet of the lord thus one attains the vaikuntaloka where there is neither anxiety nor repeated birth in a material body you see even when krishna comes i mean of course there are many avatars and he he comes all over the universe in different planets but especially the sampurna bhagavan krishna when he comes he comes on to earth of all the billions and billions of planets in the in the universe he comes to this planet earth and in on earth also that bharatvarsha mathura you know so this is not a common thing we are actually very 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 fortunate next an intelligent person does not take interest in a place even in the topmost planetary system if the pure ganges of topics concerning the supreme lord's activities does not flow there if there are not devotees engaged in the service on the banks of such a river of piety or if there are no festivals of sankirtan yagna to satisfy the lord especially since sankirtan yagna is recommended in the sage so that means an intelligent person does not live in a place where there is no sankirtan going on now apart from the context of demigods you know talking about the earth there is another other thing here you see <laughs> sometimes you know devotees um they want to 
leave the association of devotees because of some job opportunity somewhere in another country um and they think there is a very lucrative job and sometimes they leave the association of devotees and when they go there they become weak in their spiritual life so that's not a very uh, intelligent move here it is said an intelligent person does not take interest in a place even in the topmost planetary systems where there are no festivals of sankirtan yagna to satisfy the lord of course there is the other option where if i if i go somewhere i can start the center there a preaching center um that would need of course some some kind of um, at least some training so if one goes and does that that's good you see but if i just go for a job opportunity and then like lose myself there uh, without having the um, company of devotees then it's it's not intelligent So next, Bharatvarsha offers the proper land and circumstances in which to execute devotional service, which can free one from the results of jnana and karma. If one obtains a human body in the land of Bharatvarsha with clear sensory organs with which to execute the sankirtan yajna, but in spite of this opportunity, he does not take to devotional service. He is certainly like liberated forest animals and birds that are care careless and are therefore again bound by a hunter. In India, Bharatvarsha. There are many worshippers of the demigods and uh, demigods the various officials appointed by the supreme lord such as indra chandra surya all of whom are worshipped differently the worshippers offer the demigods their oblations considering the demigods part and parcel of the whole the supreme lord therefore the supreme personality of god accepts these offerings and gradually raises the worshippers to the real standard of devotional service by fulfilling their desires and aspirations because the lord is complete he offers the worshippers the benedictions they desire even if they worship only part of his transcendental body so so this is how um the <laughs> denizens of heaven they are glorifying the human birth on earth on the in the bharatvarsha especially so as a demigod one has a tendency to enjoy and as a lower animal one has no capacity for knowledge but in the human form the living entity can progress back to his constitutional position with krishna Therefore if one does not take care to attain human uh, sorry <laughs> take care to attain krishna in this temporary body one will die and obtain some other body losing the opportunity to escape from the material prison the intelligent person having attained a human birth in this world will take shelter of a spiritual master who will act as a captain to guide the jiva over the ocean of material nature with the instructions of bhakti yoga this is the importance of the guru <clears throat> now human birth is good but if it is without a captain then it is a very precarious position so that is also explained i think to know nirdeham adyam sulabham sudurlabham plavam sukalpam guru karnadharam mayanukulena nabhasvate ritam uman bhavabdhim natarecha atmaha Shrimad Bhagavatam 11.20.17 The human body which can award all benefit in life is automatically obtained by the laws of nature although it is a very rare achievement. This human body can be compared to a perfectly constructed boat having the spiritual master as the captain and the instructions of the personality of Godhead as favorable winds impelling it on its course. 
Considering all these advantages, a human being who does not utilize his human life to cross the ocean of material existence must be considered the killer of his own soul. Now, demigods, uh, I mean, a human body is better than demigods in the sense for spiritual realization. But without the guidance of a guru, it is a sim- it's simply a waste of life. It's like a boat without a captain. And um, um, of course, this other verse is there. Labdva sudurlabhamidam bahusam bhavante Manusya marthadamanityam apihadhiraham Turnam yate danapate danum rityu yavan Nishreya saya vishaya After many many births and deaths one achieves the rare human form of life which all the temporary affords one the opportunity to attain the highest perfection. Thus, a sober human being should have quickly endeavor for the ultimate perfection of life as long as his body, which is always subject to death, has not fallen down and died. After all, sense gratification is available even in the most abominable species of life, whereas Krishna consciousness is possible only for a human being. So, for a human being, this is possible and it is only possible with the guidance of a guru. Otherwise, it is not possible. Ado Gurvashrayam, the beginning of human life, is when actually one attains or one takes shelter of a spiritual master. Until then, it is only animal life. Janmana Jayate Shudra Samskarat Bhaved Vija Vedapathat Bhaved Vipra Brahma Janatiti Brahmana So, this is the, the means in the, in the by birth, we are all Shudras. And Shudra is on the level of animal. Hmm. In consciousness. And not very, you know. <coughs> uh. So, not very... Uh, advanced it's almost on the level of animals but the other three classes there is Dvija that means they take the second birth under the guidance of the spiritual master now (laughs) Rajeshwari Mataji has uh, reminded of this I was supposed to show this in the last class actually in the previous class two classes before um it was about, um, you know, I showed you in the in the offense against the devotees, the qualities, the 28 qualities of devotees, Dayalu, Sahishnu and all of that. Um, so, Bhaktivana Thakur says in the 11th canto, Krishna has told Uddhava about it. Um, so, I was, I said in that, in that lecture that um, it is maybe spread throughout the 11th canto and like Bhaktivana Thakur summarized because I could not find the exact words Dayalu, Sahishnu. Then I found in Harinam Chintamani that it was actually a Bengali verse. But actually, there is a verse um, that tells all these, lists all these things. And I forgot to tell. The other day with the conversation with Mataji, I was, I was mentioning this. And I asked her to actually remind me <laughs> if I do forget in my next session. So, here is the verse. So, this is actually in connection with the first offense the Vaishnava Prad. So these are the qualities of a Vaishnava, how a Vaishnava can be uh, recognized. And out of all these qualities, the principal quality is surrender to Krishna and every other quality is dependent on that surrender to Krishna. <coughs> every other quality automatically is achieved by a devotee just by surrendering to Krishna. So we have studied this in that in that session. 
Now this is the verse. Shri Bhagavanuvacham 11, 11, 29 through 32. Four verses. 29, 30, 31, 32. Shri Bhagavanuvacham Kripalur Akrita Drohas Titikshu Sarvadehinam Satyasaro Navadhyatma Samah Sarvopakarak Kaham Kamai Rahat Dhirdanto Mriduhu Shuchir Akinchanaha Aniho Mita Bhukshantahas Thiro Macharano Munihi Apramatto Gabhiratma Dhritaman Dhritiman Jita Shadgunaha Amani Mana Dhakalyo Maitraha Karunikaha Kavihi Agnyayayivam gunandoshan Mayadishtan apiswakan Dharman santyajayahasarvan Mambhajetasa Tusattamaha The Supreme Personality of God had said, O Uddhava, a saintly person is merciful and never injures others. Even if others are aggressive, he is tolerant and forgiving toward all Vaishnavas. His strength and meaning in life come from the truth itself and he is free from all envy and jealousy. And his mind is equal in material happiness and distress. Thus, he dedicates his time to work for the welfare of all others. His intelligence is never bewildered by material desires and he has controlled his senses. His behavior is always pleasing, never harsh and always exemplary and he is free from possessiveness. He never endeavors in ordinary worldly activities and he strictly controls his eating. He therefore always remains peaceful and steady. A saintly person is thoughtful and accepts me as his only shelter. Such a person is very cautious in the execution of his duties and is never subject to superficial transformations because he is steady and noble even in a distressing situation. He has conquered over the six material qualities, namely hunger, thirst, lamentation, illusion, old age and death. He is free from all desires for prestige and offers honors, offers honor to others. He is expert in reviving the Krishna consciousness of others and therefore never cheats anyone. Rather, he is a well-wishing friend to all, being most merciful. Such a saintly person must be considered the most learned of men. He perfectly understands that the ordinary religious duties prescribed by me in various Vedic scriptures possess favorable qualities that purify the performer and he knows that neglect of such duties constitutes a discrepancy in one's life. Having taken complete shelter at my lotus feet, however, a saintly person ultimately renounces such ordinary religious duties and worships me alone. He is thus considered to be the best among all living entities. So, these verses 29 through 31 describe 28 qualities of a saintly person and verse 32 explains the highest perfection of life. According to Srila Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur, the 17th quality, Matsharana, or taking complete shelter of Lord Krishna is the most important and the other 27 qualities automatically appear in one who has become a pure devotee of the Lord. So this we have actually uh, uh, already gone through in the other session. So as um, you can actually, you know, all these um, th- this is a very nice um, purport every one of these qualities are mentioned with uh, extraordinary lengths of um, I mean explanation here so this is a this is a nice thing to go through so you can go through as a homework because now we want to read about the Guru Aparad right so you try to read this 
All right, so so coming back to this position, I mean, to this verse here, the offense against the guru. Therefore, if it, one does not take care to attain Krishna in this temporary body, one will die and obtain some other body, losing the opportunity to escape from the material prison. The intelligent person, having attained a human being, human birth in this world, will take shelter of a spiritual master will act as a captain to guide the jiva over the ocean of material nature with the instructions of bhakti yoga this is the importance of the guru so this is what the guru should do one should approach the qualified guru now that's important word one should approach the qualified guru that person who is a devotee of krishna and has conquered over the senses and inquire submissively from him. So, if he is not conquered over the senses, he cannot be a guru. And that is explained in the first verse of the Nectar of Instruction. You all know this, I think. Vacho Vegam Manasakrotha Vegam Jehva Vegam Udaropastha Vegam Etan Veganyo Vishaheta Dhiraha Sarvamapimam a sober person who can tolerate the urge to speak, the mind's demands, the actions of anger and the urges of the tongue, belly and genitals is qualified to make disciples all over the world. And if one cannot control these urges, then he cannot become a spiritual master and accept disciples all over the world. One has to be the Uttama Adhikari. Only he can control Recently, there was a video made by one of the gurus in Iskon, um, saying that, you know, a, a guru does not necessarily have to be on the Uttamadhikari platform to be a guru. You know, um, the more important aspect is that one should have a physically present guru. Otherwise, it's against the tradition of Guru Parampara system. It's a very weak argument because whether physically present or not, the knowledge is what he is conveying to the disciple. That is the more important thing. They, they fail to see this. Um, and also, a guru has to be qualified and authorized. He has to be qualified as a first-class devotee and he has to be authorized by the guru. And the unnecessary, he, this, this so-called guru, he unnecessarily twisted the meaning. Um, I mean, plain, plain evidence. He just, he just, you know, uh, covered it up. The July 9th letter, he did not even show. He just said, oh, there is just, they just based their thing on one letter. And what letter? Some July 9th letter. And what is there in the letter? He did not show. And then they show the May 28th conversation, which is where he says, uh, where he was asked what to do regarding initiations, particularly at that time when you are no longer with us. Then, Prabhupada immediately says Ritvik there, officiating Acharya and then Ritvik. But they did not even mention that. He did not even mention. He just go, said, Grand Disciple, Disciple, Grand Disciple, Disciple of my Disciple. The last part of the conversation. He, and Amara Agnya, and we have, you know, we have explained this at length in our series of, you know, uh, on the Ritvik system. So, I mean, there is no doubt about it that Prabhupada wanted. And also in the July 9th letter, it's clearly mentioned that henceforward, the this system has to be followed and then there's no um, 
mentioned there that this should be stopped at any time even if it, if that means prabhupada's physical absence but they said no it, it is only meaning until his physical presence is not meant for you know eternity eternity or until 10000 years so i mean it was very 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 poor arguments honestly um i was appalled i mean this is the state of uh, argument i mean this is the level of argument that gurus can give I mean, of course, when you are covering up something, then you know you have to <laughs> you have to really <laughs> like hide the evidence. Um, but if you have nothing to hide, then you can. If you see the evidence objectively, then it's very clear. The Prabhupada wanted this rhythmic system of initiations to continue. Hmm. All right. So this is the qualification of a guru. More will be said about the qualification of guru below. in this explanation by bhaktivinoda thakur i mean haridas thakur <clears throat> one should approach the qualified guru that person who is a devotee of krishna and has conquered over the senses and inquire submissively from him being satisfied with his answers the jeeva takes initiation from him and thus crosses over the material ocean having attraction for krishna he will give up useless material logic take shelter of higher knowledge and receive mantra initiation from the spiritual master hmm. there is a bhagavad gita verse you know which 434 tad vidhi pranipatena pariprashnena sevaya upadekshante te gyanam gyanena sattva darshana so one who is a grihastha should accept a guru but remain in his duties of varnashram if a brahmana is a krishna devotee he can serve as a guru for the varnas but if there is no suitable person of brahmana birth one can receive initiation from a guru of another varna If there is a choice, the grihastha should choose the bona fide guru of higher caste. But in any case, the main qualification by which to judge who is suitable bona fide guru is how much the guru knows about Krishna. <clears throat> He may be brahmana or shudra, householder or sannyasi, but this makes no difference in the guru's ability to deliver the jiva. So here you see, guru should naramati, Vaishnava jati buddhi. It is an offence to consider the guru coming from some caste or Vaishnava coming from some. Uh, or guru to consider him an ordinary human being and you know vaishnava to be coming from a caste uh, but these instructions are mentioned like higher varna and all these things for uh, social um, you know conditioning i mean social what is that acceptance even uh, sanatan goswami when he wrote hari bhakti vilas he wrote similar things um, which is acceptable to the smarta society but honestly it doesn't make any difference um spiritually whether one is a shudra vaishnava whatever it is so many verses are there to prove this the real qualification is that he has to be a pure devotee hmm. so the, so that's why it is said here in any case the main qualification by which to judge who is suitable bona fide guru is how much the guru knows about krishna um what is that किबा विप्र किबान्यासी शूद्र के नॉय जय कृष्ण तत्ववेत्ता शय गुरु हॉय इट डजेंट मैटर वेर विच वर्ण ही कम्स फ्रॉम इफ यू नोज द साइंस ऑफ कृष्ण ही कैन बी गुरु सो ही मे बी ब्राह्मण और शूद्र हाउस होल्ड संन्यासी बट दिस मेक्स नो डिफरेंस इन द गुरुज एबिलिटी टू डेलीवर द जीवा सो गुरु मस्ट बी एबल टू डेलीवर द जीवा फर्स्ट ऑफ ऑल इफ यू कान इवन डेलीवर हिमसेल्फ वॉट यू गोन टू डेलीवर द जीवा So he must be first of all be able to deliver and deliver so many others also. 
Now, this should be the main consideration in choosing a Guru, if one desires to progress to pure attraction for Krishna. In other words, if there is a qualified Guru of high caste, there is no necessity of seeking a Guru of a lower caste. But if the higher caste Guru is not as not qualified as a Krishna Bhakta, one should not take Diksha from him on the basis of his high caste alone. Rather, one should take a qualified Guru of a lower caste. The qualification of knowing Krishna and being a devotee of Krishna is the, is the important consideration. Again, I mean, these are more customary or social rather than spiritual. This, this, accepting of this caste or that caste. But the main thing is the pure devotion. In the case of a householder who cannot find proper spiritual life in Grahastha Ashram, he should take a bona fide guru who is not a householder. In other words, if one renounces household life and is seeking spiritual guidance, one should take shelter of an Acharya who has successfully renounced household life and received Diksha and Shiksha from him in order to reach the desired goal of Prema. But if the householder had a qualified Guru previously, that previous Guru should not be disrespected or rejected. He should be honoured always. The householder may take a Guru who is either a householder or renounced, either is suitable. Accepting Guru and performing Sadhana Bhakti, the householder will eventually achieve the stage of Bhava at which time his attraction for family life and sense gratification will cease. At that stage, he will naturally give up household life and enter the renounced order. This person should seek out an Acharya and the renounced order and take his instruction. Guru may be of two types, one who gives Diksha with Mantra and one who gives spiritual instruction. They should be considered equal in importance by one who wants to advance quickly. A person may accept only one Diksha Guru, but may have many Shiksha Gurus who give Sambandha Jnana. See? <clears throat> so, um, one Diksha Guru, but many, he can have many Shiksha, shiksha Gurus. Uh, <clears throat> the Sambandha Jnana or teachings are handed down in a Sampradaya from the founder Acharya of the Sampradaya. These original teachings and uh, founder Acharya of the Sampradaya should be worshipped with all respect. One should be loyal to his conclusions and instructions, not taking teachings from others. You see, this is important. One should take teachings from Guru and not from others. You know, sometimes you really want to do research. Somewhere, somewhere, you know, some Mayavad and this and that. So that's not good. That's not correct. And that is an offense. One should take from one's Guru. Hmm. One should be loyal to... His conclusions and instructions, not taking teachings from others. Bahuvakya, um, Bahu Shastra, Bahuvakya, Chitta Brahma Hoy, Sadhya Sadhan, uh, Shreshtha Nahoy Nishchoy. Um, let's go to that verse and come back here. CC Adi 16.11. If one becomes a bookworm reading many books and scriptures and hearing many commentaries and the instructions of many men, this will produce doubt within his heart. One cannot in this way ascertain the goal, real goal of life. So, one should take as Shiksha Guru only a person who is following faithfully the teachings of that founder Acharya. 
to take initiation or teachings from a mayavadi is useless so shiksha guru is a person who is following faithfully the teachings of the founder acharya in our case the founder acharya shri prabhupad and a shiksha guru is a person who is faithfully following that person otherwise he is not a shiksha guru even or to speak of diksha guru now whoever takes or accepts such unauthorized teachings simply goes to hell so if one you know rejects the guru's teachings and goes to take teachings from mayavadi um simply goes to hell rejecting krishna and learning anti krishna philosophy can only lead to ruination of one's life how can a person be guru and deliver others not having achieved or being able to achieve perfection himself this is very important okay look at this how can a person be guru and deliver others not having achieved or being able to achieve perfection himself you see this is the precise question we want to ask the the, the iskon gurus they say that we don't have to be pure devotees we just will bring you to prabhupad prabhupad will take you back to godhead we are just doing as a service on behalf of prabhupad they are saying but mantra their own mantra you know as if you know they are the pure devotee if i say namam vishnu padaya krishna preshthaya um that means i am saying that you know this person has achieved the lotus feet of krishna and if he has achieved the lotus feet of krishna then he should be you know pure otherwise we are not yet pure we are on the path you can say like that but having achieved that is a big statement so a person must be a vishnu pada krishna preshtha very intimately related with krishna very dear to krishna of course all devotees are dear to krishna but especially the mahabhava uttama adhikari is especially more dear so how can be a person can a person be a guru and deliver others not having achieved or being able to achieve perfection himself haridas thakur thus guru whether shiksha or diksha must be the servant of krishna and an associate of the lord eternally in vrindavan who has been especially empowered by krishna of course shiksha gurus there are many levels but the, you know um the person who actually gives us a sambandha gyan in fact shri prabhupad is giving us a shiksha also he is the one who is giving us real teachings other shiksha gurus who are they who repeat the words of the diksha guru um so that's why because we repeat prabhupad's words therefore the words are perfect not on our qualification same one should serve the guru with great devotion knowing him to be directly empowered by krishna the dearmost servant of krishna and one's own eternal spiritual guide by such sincere service to the guru one can cross over the material ocean so now this is important uh, we have to worship both the diksha guru and shiksha guru also not that diksha guru we will worship and shiksha guru ah, let him you know let him let him you know be on his own and i don't need to respect him no that is also not correct because shiksha guru is representing the diksha guru a senior devotee who is shiksha guru he also should be worshiped of course we are not saying that you know we put a big uh, vyasa puja for him or something like that not like that but as a representative of, representative of the diksha guru one should follow his instructions and be ready to serve him in all ways menial ways and that's why we develop our humility nowadays it has become a trend that if somebody worships or if somebody serves a senior devotee 
the onlooker so called devotee so called prabhupad prabhupad anugam follower of prabhupad so called so he sees oh this person is getting served by others he is so impudent so arrogant that he is getting served by others instead of developing the mood of humility he is trying to check the humility of that senior devotee where is his own humility how are we going to advance if we don't serve senior devotees how prabhupad absolutely rejected this attitude he said you have to follow the, the uh, your temple authorities hmm you cannot say oh there there is some irregularity i will leave no first of all who are we to judge whether something is irregularity or not who yeah if we are seeing from a defective eye how can i know so this 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 attitude is very important you know we have to be very very humble rajeshwari mahaji is saying shiksha and diksha gurus must be the servant of krishna probably does this apply to our only our sampradaya or all sampradayas all sampradayas i mean the vaishnavism this is the principle of vaishnavism so one should serve the guru so shiksha or diksha one should serve the guru with great devotion knowing him to knowing him to be directly empowered by krishna hmm. the dmo servant of krishna and one's own eternal spiritual guide especially shri prabhupada of course is very very dear but those who are sincerely serving prabhupada they are also very dear to krishna because mad bhaktanam cha ye bhakta aste me bhakta tamamata ha those who are devotees of krishna's devotee krishna considers them as their as his real devotee so one so one who is sincerely serving the instruction of uh, our diksha guru uh, he is very he is especially empowered so the such a person we should readily serve like a menial servant Hmm. See, during Prabhupada's time, um, you know, Prabhupada was treated with utmost respect. They enter the room, they bow down. They leave the room, they bow down. You know, um, in fact, they used to talk to him, uh, say, uh, "Your divine grace," you know, like that to Prabhupada. Very, very respectful and very, um, very careful. Not like neglectful, you know. You know. So this. this uh, mood we have to cultivate when we are in the association of senior devotees we have to serve with respect uh, we have to you know uh, menially serve like a menial servant that you know acharan dasavan nicha that principle should be when prabhupada was there physically he was traveling all over the world the devotees have to learn that uh, that same um, etiquette with their own temple authorities that's how we going to grow we cannot grow with being you know trying to advise the devotees what to do no we need advice <laughs> where are we what are we doing we need advice same so one should serve the guru with great devotion knowing him to be directly empowered by krishna the dmo servant of krishna and one's own eternal spiritual guide by such sincere service to guru one can cross over the material ocean what is the procedure for worshiping the guru so before we go there i just want to add this point so if we disrespect shiksha gurus that is also a disrespect disrespect for the diksha gurus diksha guru because they are his representative and if we don't respect them that means we don't have much respect for prabhupada also so it's not like we are dasanu dasanu das 
if we only say dasana dasana das but if we don't behave like that then what 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 are we learning so prabhupada anuga does not mean that i will just you know go to hell with all etiquette uh, i will do i just serve prabhupada no 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 i will go to hell along with my lack of etiquette which has gone to hell i will also go to hell so i will i, I mean i cannot do like that hmm. so many people get it wrong and they immediately are criticizing those senior devotees who receive some service from the junior devotees that is their mercy if they if they allow them junior devotees to serve they have to serve then only they will improve of course they don't if the if the senior devotee gets pride and you know he thinks that he should be worshiped that is different that is nonsense but he should allow um, junior devotees to serve so that they will learn the etiquette it is for their benefit how to serve then only the um, you know what is it said um, humility comes otherwise the junior devotee if he is never trained to serve the senior devotees then he will always treat the senior devotee as some you know like nothing hmm. so this is very dangerous for our spiritual life and it will be the third offense so our shiksha guru also we must be very very respectful very careful in this regard hmm. not be careless then we will be like hathi mata huh? like like um, mad elephant offense so what is the procedure for worshiping the guru first one should worship the guru offering padya argya etc that means the aarti aarti and all this. so this is of course done for the diksha guru then taking his permission worship the lord then one should offer krishna's prasad to the guru the vaishnavas the demigods and the forefathers with the guru in mind one should worship krishna and with the guru in mind one should chant krishna's name you see the guru in mind one should worship krishna with the guru in mind one should chant krishna's name so we must pray to shri prabhupada in fact there is a song by narottam das thakur um, shri roopa manjari pada so in the first verse he says um shemor uh, bhajana poojana shemora mantra japa shemora pranadhana shemora abharana shemora jeevaner jeevana so he is saying rupanuga i mean rupaku swami is the goal of all my sacrifices goal of all my mantra japa and my my you know all my spiritual practices he is my life of my life so when i first saw the song i was like what rupaku swami's feet is his uh, goal of mantra japa but we are chanting krishna's name why is rupaku swami because because at the feet of such acharya will be the entire entrance to the spiritual world at the feet of the acharya so i mean there is no way we can enter the spiritual world without the feet of the acharya so <clears throat> he should be in fact that is the whole spiritual thing the spiritual life is different opposite from the material life in the sense the more we become servant of the servant of the servant the more it is blissful and the more krishna finds us dear we want to be dear to krishna and i want to be one of the uh, ashtasakis krishna is the most displeased with us if we think that way but if we think that i want to be the servant of the servant million times of my spiritual master ah then krishna notices ah, that person i just yes, I, 
I'm interested in that person. So that's how Krishna sees. So the more we become humble and consider ourselves servant, the more he is satisfied. That does not mean now some bhakta who joined, he thinks suddenly started to think, oh, I am usually I am the servant of I am sweeping the floor. That temple president, he is not so dear to Krishna. I am dear to Krishna. The moment we think, the moment we think we are dear to Krishna, that's when we become far away from Krishna. That's when Krishna actually, you know, really <laughs> has zero interest in us. The qualification of thing is not what service we are doing, but how we are doing it. Bhavagrahi Janardana. Bhavagrahi. What bhava are we doing it in? Not what are we doing. Then one should offer Krishna's prasad to the Guru, the Vaishnavas, the demigods and the forefathers. So one should learn how to serve the Vaishnavas. Prasadam. Bhungte bhojayate chaiva shadvidham priti lakshanam. One will you know, develop nice relations with devotees by serving prasadam and accepting prasadam like that. With the Guru in mind, one should worship Krishna. With the Guru in mind, one should chant Krishna's name. That's why Prabhupada introduced this Guru Vashtaka in the morning, Guru Vandana. You know, all these things and we, our Gayatri Mantra also has Guru Gayatri. So there is, there is, you know, a lot of emphasis on the Guru. Because without him, there is no way, there is no way we can get to Krishna. Consequently, if one disobeys or disrespects the Guru, that is offensive and will block one's progress in Bhakti. As in the case of showing proper respect and devotion to the Sadhu and to Krishna, Similarly, by properly serving the Guru and chanting the holy name, one can get quick success. Having firm faith in the Guru, one can, by the strength of the pure name, attain the goal of Prema. Hmm. When should a Guru be rejected? Ah, very important topic. Now, we should serve the Guru with great faith and, you know, devotion. But we should also know when to, you know, reject. It, it may happen that through Asat Sangha, a Guru may lose his qualifications. Now, this is especially for Now, let us first of all understand what is the Guru's qualifications. He should be a pure devotee and he should be authorized by his Guru. Um, and sometimes it may happen that the Guru may authorize someone who is not a perfect pure devotee um, to continue initiating. May happen. It did happen, something like that. Uh, before Vishwana Chakravarti Thakur. There was a gap of about 200 years between Narutam Das Thakur and Vishwana Chakravarti Thakur. And Bhaktisiddhan Saraswati Thakur said in his song of the Parampara song, he actually wrote a song writing all the names of the Acharyas in our Parampara, starting from Brahma. So, Narutam Das Thakur's servant is mentioned as Vishwana Chakravarti Thakur. But we know that between them was 200 years gap. And there were four other gurus who were not pure devotees, who were, you know, there in between. But they were not mentioned in the parampara. Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur is mentioned. So only pure devotees count in the parampara. And Vishwanath Chakravarti Thakur took all his teachings from Narutam Das Thakur only. His writings, his. So his guru is Narutam Das Thakur. That is what Bhaktisiddhanta Saraswati Thakur has revealed. Hmm. So, the other gurus may, you know, guide 
or even may have accepted some disciples but as we know in the nectar of instruction verse 5 purport bhaktuna thakur says that a second class and third class person may also become guru and may accept disciples but such disciples will not be of very high standard uh, so a, a person who is not on the first class level he cannot elevate them adequately so how did he elevate how was what is that uh, vishnu chakravarti thakur elevated then because he he took shelter of narottam das thakur although he was not physically present at all hmm. so it may happen um, so if those second and third class devotees this may happen but first class especially third class it will happen even second class is not very advanced advanced but not very advanced third class he will himself fall down hmm. so third class will definitely fall so if a, if a gurus are fallen down their third class hmm. and iskon has so many fallen down gurus and they say oh not all have fallen down you know some have not fallen down disobedience is already a fall down and some of fall downs are more subtle than others the fall downs that are there in our present iskon is either sexual fall downs or some kind of a money stolen and mostly it's sexual uh, predominantly but other than sexual fall downs there are other fall downs like going to mayavad philosophy is a big fall down and big gurus in iskon are doing, doing that right now and to misrepresent the teachings of the diksha guru is a fall down like the other day this this guru this is two days ago only you know yesterday maybe yesterday i was watching that video about one hour he gave a lecture about how why ritvik system is wrong so in that he was misrepresenting the teachings of prabhupad and hiding clear evidence and presenting indirect evidence just like the mayavadis would do the shankaracharya philosophy and the, what is that lakshana vritti or gauna vritti that is indirect meaning whereas direct meaning is abhidha vritti or uh, mukhya vritti so the instead of taking the mukhya vritti they take the abhidha i mean they take the gauna vritti and tell indirect meaning so he was doing the same thing so that is a fall down that is offense Hmm. but these are not considered as offenses you see so it's quite um, unfortunate but um, so to even recognize a devotee as offense or offended um, requires some you know mercy mercy from the real guru but now it has become a norm in iskon that oh the guru doesn't have to be an uttam adhikari that's the conclusion they have come to now Um, so this is wrong completely wrong it is against the shastra at all he has to be an uttam adhikari but here it is mentioned these things is when you know he is not of a, such a standard but for i mean prabhupada's definition is clear he has to be an uttam adhikari i think you know the conversation with akshananda maharaj one of the disciples of prabhupada about some other devotee whom named nitai so prabhupada was very furious when he was Nima, when um, akshananda prabhu akshananda swami he told that nitai is um, this nitai prabhu is saying that um, guru can fall down because brahma fell down and all that prabhupada was a wizard rascal so angry he was 
by offending other vaishnavas he loses the taste for the name and gradually falls under the control of wealth and women such a guru should be rejected by the mercy of krishna that disciple will obtain a new bona fide guru and take up pure chanting of the name again so if one happens to you know um have a guru who is not bona fide then one can reject him and take new bona fide guru bona fide guru is the word If a guru takes unsuitable people for disciples he will have to suffer for that and if a disciple takes an unqualified guru he will accordingly suffer <laughs> oh in order to avoid these misfortunes one should be cautious this is very important this is something interesting a guru if he takes unsuitable people for disciples he will have to suffer for that of course this is shri prabhupad said yes i know i am accepting people who are you know falling away from the standards and um, i am prepared to go to hell for lord chaitanya lord chaitanya's service and prabhupada said like that so that is different and for such risk of course krishna will protect but the guru will will suffer that's why prabhupada suffered you know because of the um, you know mistakes by the disciples so that it is to remind the disciples that you know this is causing pain to prabhupada and uh, he will accordingly suffer and if a disciple takes an unqualified guru he will accordingly suffer so this is actually more uh, dangerous and our guru suffering for disciple now that is also not good and of course krishna for taking such a risk krishna will definitely bless i mean protect such a devotee provided provided that guru has given his everything to instruct the disciple properly now if there is a so called guru who is just initiating unqualified people on and on and on without any you know checking on balance and check check and balance just initiating and then krishna will say what are you doing you know what kind of nonsense is service is this yeah you suffer better you suffer but if a, if a guru actually instructs everything he does he does everything to elevate the disciple but still the disciple doesn't make it so for such risks of course krishna will protect the guru but not a so called irresponsible person and a pure devotee will not be responsible only responsible person guru means he is a not a pure devotee he is not qualified to be there for such person ah they will suffer and disciple if he takes an unqualified guru he will also suffer see that is why it is said you know sometimes it is argued that oh but you know in iskon there are many uh disciples and devotees who are sincere and you know, what happens to them well this is the thing even if they come with sincerity if they take the wrong guru that is very misfortunate um, unfortunate and that is explained here i think prabhu has shown this many many times 
I have not memorized this verse until now. Tesham kupatha deshtrinam patatham tamasi hyadha yeshradadhyur vachastevai majjant yashmaplava iva 6.7.14 Bhagavatam Leaders who have fallen into ignorance and who mislead people by directing them to the path of destruction, as described in the previous verse, are in effect boarding a stone boat and so too are those who blindly follow them. A stone boat would be unable to uh, unable to float and would sink in the water with its passengers. Similarly, those who mislead people go to hell and their followers go with them. So they also suffer, you see, the followers will suffer. Um, so even if they are sincere, if they take shelter of a wrong person, then they have to suffer the consequences. You see? On the other hand, as long as both guru and disciple are properly qualified, the relationship will continue. Either of them is not qualified, the relationship is gone. Ideally, this relationship is eternal. But if the disciple becomes bad, the guru must reject him. And if the guru becomes bad, the disciple must reject him. Otherwise, both may fall. Better one than both. <laughs> oh, collateral damage. <laughs> <coughs> so <laughs> it's like you know if, if somebody is drowning and if somebody goes to help him and the person you know in his frantic efforts to you know like um, come out of the water and he drags that person also down then both both also die so <laughs> if if a person cannot save the other person then you better not go because at least one person will die Otherwise, two people will die. <laughs> hmm. So, ideally, this relationship is eternal. But if the disciple becomes bad, the guru must reject him. And if the guru becomes bad, the disciple must reject him. Otherwise, both may fall. Better one than both. In order to prevent... <laughs> if there is a stone boat, you better jump out. If you don't jump out, no, 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 I want to follow my guru, and all will fall, and, you know, so take shelter of the real proper boat, you know. In order to prevent the pain of having to reject one's guru, one should first carefully examine him to see if he is a pure devotee of Krishna. See, this is very important, pure devotee, you know, not just anybody. Even in receiving a material, material article, one examines it for quality, right? Uh, everything nice or not, you know, like any scratches, you know. We check, you know, like, you know, some, <laughs> the other day, I think about one month back, somebody came and uh, to buy books and uh, I was selling the book and then the book was a little bit, uh, two pages were like a little bit folded on the corner, a little bit. No, 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 I don't want like this. I want uh, full, nicely, nice, ed- nice edges and everything. I don't want this kind of fold. Of course, I knew the knowledge is going to be the same, but of course, she wants quality in the in the in the actual quality of the paper. Um, okay, I just said all right, fine. So I just gave the new one. So you see, not only for book, but anything. When you buy a phone or a laptop or anything, we always check if everything is nice and everything, and we you know we we make sure that it's all good quality, right? So why not guru? So we should check like that. Uh, guru is you know, both should check. Uh, what is that? Dui Pariksha. Uh, what is that? Chaitanya Mahaprabhu says in 24th chapter of Madhila, I think. 
Is it this one? No. Um, let's see if it's this one. No, do we prediction? I think it's 24 to 30. I mean, 330. Let's see. Guru Lakshan, Shishya Lakshan, Dohar Parikshan, Sevya Bhagavan Sarva Vicharan. Your book, Sanatan Goswami, is being instructed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu here. He is asking him to write book on you know all the Vaishnava principles. Your book should describe the characteristics of the bona fide guru and the bona fide disciple. Then, before accepting the spiritual master, one can be assured of the spiritual master's position. Similarly, the spiritual master can also be assured of the disciple's position. The Supreme Personality of Godhead Krishna should be described as a worshipable object and you should um, describe the Bija Mantra for the worship of Krishna as well, as well as that for Rama or any other expansion of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. So, Dohar Parikshan, Dohar Parikshan, the testing of both. So both must test each other. The symptoms of a bona fide spiritual master and the symptoms of a bona fide disciple. Problem is, we don't know how to test. That's the problem. <coughs> Nobody is going to read Sanatan Goswami's book and then come to Krishna consciousness to test out who is the you know, proper guru. Huh? They're going to consult Sanatana Goswami's Haribhakti Vilas and then come and see who's the guru. Right? Nobody does that, right? They just receive a book, Prabhupada's book, and then they read, they like, you know, then they go to temple, they don't know nothing about nothing, and just go there and then, uh, oh, Hare Krishna, what is that? Nama Om Vishnu Padaya. Oh, Jaya Sri Krishna Chaitanya. Okay. Kiba Jaya, Jaya Gora. What are they saying? Well, I don't know anything. So, with that, how do how would they test who is guru, who is what, and who is bona fide? That's why it's a Guru Krishna Prasad Pai Bhaktilata Beach. But once one knows a little bit, then he will know actually what is the guru and shishya and what is that. But to save us, and you know, in, in Kaliuga, I mean, we are preaching in all kinds of countries where Indians themselves don't know how to do this. How can you expect to go to China and then find, uh, expect the Chinese to uh, read Haribhakti Vilas of Sanatana Goswami and then check whether who is proper Guru? So, Prabhupada is so merciful that he has um, removed that responsibility from our side. Our only responsibility is now to follow. <laughs> we don't need to test where is the Guru, no need tension, no janjat. Just accept Prabhupada and go ahead. So, of course, now here in the purport, you see in the Padma Puran, the characteristics of the Guru, the bona fide spiritual master, have been described. Mahabhagavata Shreshtho Brahmano Vai Guru Nirinam Sarveshame Valokanam Asau Pujyo Yathaharihi Mahakula Prasutopi Sarva Yagne Shudikshitaha Sahasra Sahasrashakha The Guru must be situated on the topmost platform of devotional service. Mahabhagavata Shreshtho. <coughs> Not some Bhakta Praya, almost devotee, who is like third class. 
No, Mahabhagavata Shrestha. There are three classes of devotees and the Guru must be accepted from the topmost class. Let's, let's highlight that. is very important the first class devotee is a spiritual master for all kinds of people it is said guru nirnam the word nirnam means of all human beings the guru is not limited to a particular group it is stated in the upadeshamrita of rupa goswami the guru is a goswami a controller of the senses and the mind such a guru can accept disciples from all over the world prithvim sashishya this is the test of a guru so it's not ordinary thing you know this this purport is extremely long you can go and read Okay. This is very, 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 very long purport. Very important purport, actually. Very, very important purport. Okay. Go and read as a homework. <coughs> so, even in a material, even receiving a material article, one examines it for quality. Once having accepted a qualified guru, if one disobeys, if one once having accepted a qualified guru, if one disobeys his instruction, one commits a grave offense. By that, even the demigods can fall down to hell. by offending a guru proper qualified guru so that is the context of that verse which is 611 i mean 6714 <coughs> you see this 6714 is coming from this 67 this, this first verse itself we have visited this many times but just to recap the memory and maybe some of you have not seen this before and uh, so we will go through this <coughs> Maharaj Parishit inquired from Sukadeva Goswami, O great sage, why did the spiritual master of the demigods Brihaspati reject the demigods who were his own disciples? Now, a guru is rejecting disciples here. There is a disciple who rejected guru who is Bali Maharaj, Sukracharya. Bali Maharaj rejected Sukracharya. <coughs> This water has went into my windpipe. <coughs> okay. <laughs> So here the guru is rejecting disciple. Two examples. So, oh great sage, why did the spiritual master of the demigods Brihaspati reject the demigods who were his own disciples? What offense did the demigods commit against their spiritual master? Please describe to me this incident. So, they have offended the spiritual master. Guru Aparad. Today's topic. Sukadev Goswami said, "O king, Once upon a time, uh, King of Heaven Indra, being extremely proud because of his great opulence of the three worlds, transgressed the law of Vedic etiquette. Seated on his throne, he was surrounded by the Maruts, Vasus, Rudras, Adityas, Rubhus, Vishwadevas, Sadhyas, Ashwini Kumaras, Siddhas, sorry, Sadhyas, Ashwini Kumaras, Siddhas, Charnas, and Gandharvas, and by great saintly persons. Also surrounding him were the Vidyadharas, Apsaras, Kinnaras, Patagas, and Uragas. Patagas is birds and Uragas snakes, heavenly birds and snakes. All of them were offering Indra their respects and services, and the Apsaras and Gandharvas were dancing and singing with very sweet musical instruments. Over Indra's head was a white umbrella as effulgent as the full moon, fanned by yak tail whisks, which is the chamara, and served with all the paraphernalia of a great king. Indra was sitting with his wife Shachi Devi. who occupied half the throne when the great sage brihaspati appeared in that assembly brihaspati the best of the sages was the spiritual master of indra 
and the demigods and was respected by the demigods and demons alike dhira dhira janapriyo <clears throat> he was respected both by the dhira and the adhira the demons and the demigods nevertheless although indra saw his spiritual master before him he did not rise from his own seat or offer a seat to his spiritual master nor did indra offer him a respectful welcome indra did nothing to show him respect this was his offense he just did not get up and offer the seat a king although sitting on a throne if a great saintly person comes he should get down the throne not that put the put the sadhu there and then you know talk with him and he is sitting on his high throne no 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 especially of course sometimes a king is of hmm, great he is he himself like ambarish maharaj prithu maharaj themselves were great devotees they were pure devotees even better than even the sages other sages but especially a person of the status of brihaspati and you know uh, a great spiritual master like that one has to get up immediately romaharshan so that he did not get up and he was killed by balram because balram was there and he 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 not only rejected balram is a spiritual master of the entire universe i mean entire existence huh? he is the original guru adi guru and uh, romaharshan so that did not get up although he was sitting on the vyasasan and usually a person on the vyasasan is not obliged to get up when anybody comes but if a guru comes what to speak of balaram the original guru he did not get up and balaram being a guru not only rejected but killed romaharshan sutra just for not getting up you may say oh oh what kind of a guru is that he cannot even control his senses immediately you can criticize the guru but it is setting an example how dangerous it is death is better than offending a guru because you know that is how how grave it is <clears throat> of course since balaram killed him when a supreme personality of god had killed someone he'll be liberated so that's another part aspect of the whole thing but he showed this very strict example of how a guru must be honored and indra did not do it to his spiritual master now this whole thing is in the context of offending spiritual master so indra did nothing to show him respect now in today's context so many gurus are taking up the place of prabhupada <coughs> same thing they are not showing respect to prabhupada they are completely disrespecting him disobeying now brihaspati knew everything that would happen in the future seeing indra's transgression of etiquette he completely understood that indra was puffed up by his material opulence although able to curse indra he did not do so instead he left the assembly and in silence returned to his home indra the king of heaven now you may say eh hey, okay if if brihaspati is such a great spiritual master why is he so uh, you know so affected by somebody not standing up i thought like rishabdev you know he people insult him and you know throw stones at him or you know throw stool and urine he should not be you know agitated and why is he agitated just because he did not get up what kind of guru is he nowadays people are into this kind of questioning instead of checking checking themselves they check the guru yes you have to check the guru but you must see the <laughs> because we are so imperfect we cannot check the guru properly this is our problem we cannot understand the chastisement of the guru it is good for us we say that uh, how he is becoming angry that means he is not a guru he is not a devotee why is he becoming angry we don't ask and we don't understand even the value of chastisement and the you know so brihaspati is doing this to teach indra a lesson thinking of indra's welfare hmm not for his own he is not concerned 
I mean, what would he gain? Whether he curse or bless Indra. He would not gain anything. He is not that he will enjoy the heavenly opulences or nothing. He will gain nothing. In fact, he can destroy the heaven in one second and burn it into ashes. Brahaspati is so powerful. With his one curse, he could curse Indra. You see, it is said here, he could curse Indra. King of heaven. With a thunderbolt, powerful weapon and all this. One curse, finished. So powerful, these, these sages. But he did not do it. Just like Parishit Maharaj could have cursed, but he did not do it. He could have cursed back that Shringi. He did not retaliate. But he expressed his dissatisfaction so that the disciple will understand. This is also a matter of training. Hmm. These are all nuances we have to notice. And not simply jump on, you know, some devotee who's trying to correct us for our own benefit. And then, oh, he's, you know, nonsense. Oh, he's, he's just puffed up, you know. <coughs> and that does not give, give a blanket, uh, you know, license for a senior devotee to just shout at the junior devotee. No. It should come from a place of compassion. It should come from a place of uh, genuine uh, care. And you will be able to notice, I mean, if, if you are intelligent enough, You'll be able to notice whether it's coming from a place of caring or whether from a place of absolute hatred. So, it's two different things. And if you're receiving, if you're on the receiving end of such chastisement, we should see that, okay, how can I satisfy this person? Of course, that person should be a, you know, dedicated disciple of Sri Prabhupada, you know, like, he should be properly situated in his sadhana and in his, in his service and his everything. Then we have to think of how to satisfy. Okay, what, what can I, what can I mend in myself? Here is a great lesson for me. I, I can improve myself instead of trying to find fault with the devotees. Hmm. So indeed, he left the assembly, uh, Brihaspati, and in silence returned to his home. Indra, the king of heaven, could immediately understand his mistakes. So you see, Brihaspati taught him without speaking a single word, and Indra was smart enough. Intelligent enough to understand this also. <clears throat> Indra, the king of heaven, could immediately understand his mistake. Realizing he had disrespected his spiritual master, he condemned himself in the presence of all the members of the assembly. So the repentance must be there. Not just uh, personal repentance, public repentance. I mean, for an Indra, for you know, like a king and who is served by everybody, to honestly say like that, that, you know, how condemned I am. How much humility it takes. So you see, he was also, he was also showing. You see, a disciple may commit mistakes, you see. Hmm, because he's not perfect. So, but when he commits mistakes, he should repent. This is also a proper behavior shown by Indra here. In the, not in the first instance where he did not respect the spiritual master. But now, the repentance. If one has accidentally committed a mistake, it's not that intentionally he wanted to disrespect, but he was puffed up. And when Brihaspati did that to him, just walked off, then he could understand. Then he realized the mistake. Hmm. Then he repented and repented publicly. Hmm. So Indra, the king of heaven, could immediately understand his mistake, realizing he had disrespected his spiritual master. He condemned himself in the presence of all the members of the assembly. Alas, what a regrettable deed I have committed because of my lack of intelligence and my pride in my material opulences. I failed to show respect to my spiritual master <coughs> when he entered this assembly. And thus I have insulted him. <coughs> Although I am king of the demigods, who am situated in the mode of goodness, I was proud of a little opulence. 
and polluted by false ego under the circumstances who in this world would accept such riches at the risk of falling down alas i condemn my wealth and opulence and he says if a person says one who is situated on the exalted throne of a king should not stand up to show respect to another king or a brahmana it is to be understood that he does not know the superior religious principles he realizes this mistake and then he says this verse leaders who have fallen into ignorance and who mislead the people by directing them to the path of destruction as described in the previous verse what is the path, what is the path of destruction to offend the guru hmm. are in effect boarding a stone boat so now is gone this is what is going on offending the guru what is it, what is happening now boarding a stone boat and so too are those who blindly follow them stone boat would be unable to float and would sink in the water with its passengers similarly those who mislead people go to hell and their followers go with them king indra said therefore with great frankness and without duplicity i shall now bow my head at the lotus feet of brahaspati the spiritual master of the demigods <clears throat> because he is in the mode of goodness he is fully aware of all knowledge and is the best of the brahmanas now i shall touch and touch his lotus feet and offer my obeisances unto him to try to satisfy him <clears throat> while indra the king of the demigods thought in this way and repented in his own assembly brahaspati the most powerful spiritual master understood his mind thus he became invisible to indra and left home for brahaspati was spiritually more powerful than king indra he did not allow brahaspati did not allow although indra searched vigorously with the, with the assistance of the other demigods he could not find brahaspati then indra thought alas my spiritual master has become dissatisfied with me and now i have no means of achieving good fortune yasya prasadat bhagavat prasado yasya aprasadan nagati kutope let me see actually the exact sanskrit word gurur na adhigatah samgyam parikshan bhagavan swarat dhyayan dhiya surair yuktah sharma nalabhatatmanah hmm could not find he could not find peace of mind hearing of the pitiable condition of indra king indra the demons following the instruction of the guru shukrasar equipped themselves with weapons and declared war against the demigods the demigods heads thighs and arms and the other parts of their bodies were injured by the sharp arrows of the demons the demigods headed by indra saw no other course than to immediately approach lord brahma with bowed heads for shelter and proper instruction you see by offending the guru immediately what happened he was attacked by the the, the demons so because of the dissatisfaction of the guru that's it uh you see lord brahma when the powerful when the most powerful lord brahma saw the demigods coming toward him their bodies gravely injured by the arrows of the demons He pacified them by his great causeless mercy and spoke as follows: Lord Brahma said, "O best of the demigods, unfortunately because of madness resulting from your material opulence, you failed to receive Brahaspati properly when he came to your assembly. Because he is aware of the supreme Brahman and fully in control of his senses. See, Brahaspati is a qualified spiritual master, fully in control of senses and fully aware of the supreme Brahman, Krishna. Uh, he is the best of the brahmanas. Therefore, it is very astonishing that you have acted impudently towards him." because of your misbehavior toward brahaspati you have been defeated by the demons <clears throat> my dear demigods since the demons were weak having been defeated by you several times how else could you who were so advanced in opulence be defeated by them <coughs> <coughs> so you see 
how else could you who were so advanced and opulent be defeated in um, arjuna also expressed this when krishna left so advanced but he was defeated by a bunch of cowherd men hmm. krishna having withdrawn his power of course arjuna was not offensive in this case but in other words only because of the mercy of the spiritual master or krishna in arjuna's case krishna was the spiritual master so only by the mercy of the spiritual master can we do anything properly in this in the matter of serving krishna otherwise we cannot do our service even properly hmm how else could you who was so advanced in opulence be defeated by them because of offended brahaspati oh indra your enemies the demons were extremely weak because of your disre- because of their disrespect towards shukrasara they were also weak because of the disrespect but since they have now worship shukrasara with great devotion they have again become powerful by the devotion to shukrasara they have increased their strength so much that now they are ab- even able to easily seize my abode from me from my saying they can take my abode also because of their firm determination to follow the instruction of shukrasara his disciples the demons are now unconcerned about the demigods so you can see or demigods i instruct you to approach vishwarupa the son of twashta and accept him as your guru he is a pure and very powerful brahmana undergoing austerity and penances please by your worship he will fulfill your desires provided that you tolerate his being inclined to side with the demons <coughs> so anyway he he you know he gave them some this thing recourse but i mean ultimately um he had to repent for his <clears throat> so anyway this this whole story goes so my point was that the offense to the spiritual master So once having accepted a qualified guru if one disobeys his instructions one commits a grave offense by that even the demigods can fall down to hell how should the guru be respected the guru's bed and seat his shoes car water from washing his feet and his image should be respected <coughs> so everything relating to the guru should be respected especially prabhupad hmm if one fails to respect them or worships someone else as guru in the guru's presence that is devious mentality trying to minimize the bona fide guru one should regard the guru as one's lord and master obey his words and instructions and when seeing him fall flat on the ground even i mean <clears throat> even for shikshu guru this, this this is applicable especially a senior devotee we should willingly and wholeheartedly do this one should loudly glorify the guru never disobey his guru this is of course for them um <coughs> this is of course for the um, yeah diksha guru one should loudly glorify the guru never disobey his order take his prasad remnants and not discuss anything that the guru dislikes surrendering oneself humbly at the guru's feet one should act so that he is pleased if one acts in this way and performs krishna naam sankirtan one will gain all perfections that is the statement of the vedas the guru will give proper teachings concerning the holy name and after having established faith in the holy name in a person's heart he will formally give name give him the name of krishna 
or a mantra containing the same uh, sorry containing the name of krishna to chant as his sadhana <coughs> this is diksha so see let's read that again the guru will give proper teachings concerning the holy name and after having established faith in the holy name in a person's heart he will formally give him the name of krishna or a mantra containing the name of krishna to chant as his sadhana this is diksha see so naam diksha guru here it here this word is used naam diksha guru so they say that this is naam guru so diksha guru is a person who gives new name who gives you a spiritual name oh now you are setatva vidyas uh, and he gives you the you know beads to chant and all that so that is how they are defining naam guru as in the in this in this con but you see here naam guru means what giving name means what the guru will give proper teachings concerning the holy name and after having established faith in the holy name in a person's heart he will formally give him the name of krishna so who is convincing us prabhupad through his books and shiksha gurus who repeat the words of prabhupad ah yes they are you know the you know the, that is <coughs> uh, proper huh? because it is coming from prabhupad so prabhupad is the one who is convincing us to chant the holy name to ca- to take up the holy name so that is naam diksha guru not just you know giving some name in you know, a formality no 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 this is diksha bhaktivinoda thakur is saying or haridas thakur is saying this is diksha if by bad association or contact with bogus literature one happens to reject or disrespect such a bona fide naam diksha guru one should immediately give up the bad association in literature and in sorrow approach the feet of one's guru being all merciful the guru will reinstate him and by again chanting sincerely he will attain prema <coughs> that person who thinks himself lower than a blade of grass aspires for the dust from the feet of haridas namacharya will be qualified to sing always the touchstone of the holy name so you see so this is the end of this chapter guru aparadh so of course we have uh, explained uh, things about you know <coughs> this uh, the ritvik system uh, started by shri prabhupad and um, so that is <coughs> bona fide and we have given extensive evidence i think the evidence that we have given is the best on the internet and i'm not talking talking this like out of pride or something it is just the it is just a fact there's no material as comprehensive as what we have presented in our videos the interview video that prabhu has given from the gopal prabhu the ia 77 <coughs> opposition paper and especially the five part series we did very very comprehensive extremely comprehensive even after that i found i mean we found some <coughs> evidences about the about this ritvik um, <coughs> uh, system there is so much evidence but they say though we don't have any credible evidence so now i'll take any questions that are here in the comment section just a second <coughs> ramanujacharya also accepted yamunacharya as his guru after his departure <coughs> 
Yes. Satyam Chaudhary is asking. Please accept my humble obeisances all blessings to Sri Prabhupada. How can Guru fall down as it is mentioned in today's chapter? Because Guru is supposed to be an Uttama Adhikari, so he can fall down, Prabhu. So, no, Uttama Adhikari does not fall down. This is those Gurus who are not on the Uttama Adhikari platform. <coughs> or you have taken somebody as Guru and then you found out that he is not on the Uttama Adhikari platform and he has fallen down. That is what it means here. So, in the beginning, without knowing, we may have taken initiation from someone and then we later found out that, oh, this person is not on that level, he has fallen down. Okay, then take this recourse. Otherwise, the real Guru, Prabhupada said, there cannot be a bad Guru. Guru cannot be bad. Guru means he is the best of all. You know, he is the spiritual master of the entire universe. Um, is qualified to be the spiritual master of the entire universe so he cannot he can never be bad so if bad guru means he's not actually guru but he was taken as guru due to some misunderstanding but he turned out to be bad so one has to reject him otherwise the real guru will never fall hmm. <coughs> So, Jayanandadas Prabhu is asking, Hare Krishna Prabhu, can you please explain the poison issue? Do you believe in Srila Prabhupada? You believe Srila Prabhupada was poison? Please explain the whole issue. Well, this is not exactly the topic, but yeah, it comes under the point of Guru Aparad. It is very, very grave Aparad. Uh, Srila Prabhupada, there is enough evidence to show that he was indeed poisoned. Srila Prabhupada himself said it his own mouth. So, I mean, we can just imagine what kind of demons there were in the garb of devotees at the time and they are the ones who became gurus after he was departed. So, so of course, nobody can kill a pure devotee. But Srila Prabhupada, I mean, Prahlad Maharaj was given poison by his own father. Nothing happened to him. So, nobody can actually kill a pure devotee. But if the pure devotee sees that, okay, it's time for me to leave this planet, then he will leave. A pure devotee leaves on his own, in his own um, way, not bound by ordinary circumstances. So it looks like he has, you know, passed because of the poison. But a spiritual master, um, he does not, uh, he cannot be affected by these things. But the thing is, he chooses that time, Srila Prabhupada happened to choose that time as an excuse to leave this body and uh, in fact Prabhupada also said that his spiritual master was disgusted with his third class disciples and then he left the world early. He could have stayed much longer. but he'll, So actually there, there was also mentioned that his Guru Maharaj also was given poison. Uh, but Prabhupada never hard on that because <clears throat> nobody can actually poison a pure devotee but the the attempt to do that is extremely offensive it's not that oh the pure devotee cannot be poisoned so i can do whatever to, to him no 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 that i mean let, let's see what happens you see so that's why the one who perpetrated this whole thing 
died a horrible death i mean whether his so called disciples like it or not but that's what happened he died in a car crash especially this last two lines of this verse 9469 upayam kathayishyami tava viprashrunushvatat ayam hyatma bhicharaste yatastam yahimachiram साधुषु प्रहित तेज प्रहर्तुते शिव ब्राह्मण दिस इज लॉर्ड नारायण स्पीकिंग टू दुर्वास मुनि बिकॉज दुर्वास मुनि ऑफेंडेड अंबरीश महाराज लेट मी एंड नाउ एडवाइस यू फॉर योर ओन प्रोटेक्शन प्लीज हियर फ्रॉम मी बाई ऑफेंडिंग महाराज अंबरीश यू हैव एक्टेड विथ सेल्फ एंड वी देर फॉर यू शुड गो टू हिम इमीडिएटली विदाउट अ मूमेंट्स डिले वन सो कॉल प्रोवेस वन so called prowess when employed against the devotee certainly harms he who employs it not the person thus it is the subject not the object who is harmed so a pure devotee can never be harmed but the person who try to do this he will be harmed and i what i would say that this poison issue is not a one off event it has been going on since then and whatever is happening to them happening to this movement is also still poisoning on you poisoning with this uh, you know nonsense philosophy that prabhupada is not the guru and um, introducing so many things that are completely against the devotional principles and all started from that one point where they disobeyed prabhupada's instruction and disrespected him just like you know uh, indra was disrespected his spiritual master and all thing followed and the demons you know came and completely you know <coughs> destroyed his kingdom so it's all happening right right in front of our eyes and iskon is in big mess right now they are fighting like anything internally and it's just a matter of time where where they will become irrelevant in society um, spiritually i mean they may grow in number but if you if you dilute the quality you may have numbers but then what kind of quality will be there huh? devotees have no control nowadays Huh? many big big so called influential devotees are talking nonsense doing nonsense on videos on social media huh? publicly without any shame talking mayavad philosophy worshiping demigods everything anything goes so i mean this is these are all telltale signs you know by this we should already understand an intelligent person should already understand the signs that this is this is very bad this is going down the drain <coughs> so this poisoning is still happening i would say so that's why we should actually you know go to we have to follow shri prabhupada's instructions strictly and you know spread this movement based on those principles with full um, faith uh, sorry full, full um, how to say humility and cooperation with those who are serving the senior devotees who are sh- serving shri prabhupada's instruction so we should cooperate together and do this as our service to shri prabhupada i mean we can never repay him but we should do this much we are duty bound i mean it's, it's not a question of yeah it will be good if you can do this no 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 you, we have to do this <clears throat> why would tamal krishna go some poison him i mean he was a devotee and a servant of prabhupada ask him ask him prabhupada said i was poison who else was there with him 
and the tapes are there poison is going down you know i mean there is so much evidence and you can see immediately after the prabhupada's physical departure he was the first one to say that yes we are all gurus now and jayadwaita swami who is now of course in his con big time but he himself was where, where is the evidence you know no 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 it is there you know it's july and that is all there i, I am a secretary of prabhupada i know this is what he meant nobody was qualified and they did not know how to become guru they went to gaudimatta to get instruction how to become guru i mean come on uh, the whole thing was a farce whole thing was a farce and when he was <coughs> um in 1980 tamal krishna goswami was like uh asked to step down from initiating new devotees because he was causing a lot of problems then he was suspended by the gbc to initiate when he was suspended uh, then he took the opportunity to say that actually this is he, he spoke the truth that actually prabhupad never appointed any of us gurus we have done a disservice then after that gbc okay, okay you, you become guru now ah okay okay then now he again become guru and uh, started initiating what kind of person is this you know no integrity at all no honesty nothing and you know <clears throat> i mean there is so many so much evidence on this anyway the point is sir the point is that it is, it is the point the movement is still being poisoned prabhupad prabhupad is still being poisoned even now so the only way to revive this is to follow strictly and expand and open more and more temples make more and more devotees train them up properly respond into responsible devotees full temple life everything should be full standard to what prabhupada has set up hmm. that's what we should do and then let's see let time show who is the real follower and who is not just a matter of time but we have to stay we, so it's not that we just criticize criticize is gone but we also need to learn from that more important thing is that okay they are okay they are you know they have disobeyed in the in all of that but just to criticize and you know say that we are good you know that's not enough we can also become bad <coughs> they were also good in the beginning they became bad because of unnecessary desires to become guru so we should also stay on track always and we should observe those things what happened to them and then see the oh these are all pitfalls you know so we should not we should not become victim to these things then we will create not only disservice for ourselves but for the entire movement so the more and more responsible we become the more and more careful we must be to strictly follow the instructions of sri prabhupada Vijayashima Prabhupada. Hare Krishna Prabhuji, some devotees say if Srila Prabhupada was to continue as Diksha Guru, then why doesn't the July letter say that Srila Prabhupada will be Diksha Guru even when he will not be physically present? When's the word, well, the word henceforward is there. What does henceforward mean? And they say no, it's only for until the, you know, physical body because he would not have meant it to continue after his departure because that is not the tradition. So, that's that's what prabhupada did not say and they are in, in inferring i mean they are inferring that that's what he did not explicitly say but henceforward explicitly means for all future and also that may 20th question particularly at the time when you're no longer with us he said i'm officiating acharyas tamal krishna goswami asked is that ritvik yeah ritvik yes how did even tamal krishna introduce the word ritvik in that conversation that means where tamal krishna goswami will know the word ritvik Prabhupada told him. That means Prabhupada was having conversations with him about this Ritvik issue. 
and then that's why Tamakrishna referred to that word, and Prabhupada said, "Come from that." Yes, Ritvik. Yes. So particularly at that time when you're no longer with us, and of course after that, you know the questions were asked uh, because Satvaru Goswami could not understand what Prabhupada was mentioning. And yes, he is guru. He is guru. Uh, he will be his disciple who initiated. And who is initiator? He is Prabhupada's initiator. Uh, you become regular guru, disciple. He becomes disciple of my disciple. But you become regular guru, but on my order. Amar guru, Amar agnya guru haya. <coughs> so we have. To, where is the Prabhupada's order? Hmm. There's no order. He never said that this particular pan should be the guru. He never said that. But they assumed. And they say we are the ones who are assuming things. <coughs> so, I mean, and the uh, will of Prabhupada, the properties, you know, provided the new directors will be my initiated disciples. It was actually an initiated disciples in the in the draft. He changed it to uh, my, my initiated disciples. An initiated disciple means any, any initiated disciple. But he particularly said the new, if, if this is in, in relation to the trustees. Of the various properties so he said this this persons are trustees of these properties and in the case of in the eventuality where one of them, any of them dies or you know does not follow anymore the principles and not have you know fallen away from the standards then a newly new person can be appointed as trustees but such a trustee should be my initiated disciple following all the uh, rules and regulations of the international society for krishna consciousness so it was in the draft in the June 2nd you can see Giriraj Swami he was pointing out an initiated disciple he was reading out that so that was an initiated disciple but in the final you see this my initiated disciple Prabhupada deliberately changed that that's a very deliberate um, uh, move by Shri Prabhupada he was very careful in what he was doing but you know they want to churn out some other meaning from it just like Prabhupada said to about his spiritual master he talked so many things but he did not mention that this person is going to be the next guru. And then you may say, oh, then how did Sri Prabhupada get the order from his guru? Well, that <coughs> we do not know when, but he definitely got the order. He said, when my Guru Maharaj ordered me, I became guru. Hmm. But um, Prabhupada also said, none of my godbrothers are qualified to even become guru. It means they did not receive the order. They were not qualified also. Hmm. He is a pure devotee and we can see him by his actions. <clears throat> so I hope that answers that question. Now Sheetal A is asking, Krishna is Bhavagrahi, but while we are doing seva assigned to us by senior devotees, we sometimes tend to just do it as simple material activities. How do we correct that? Most times we forget the goal of seva as Krishna's satisfaction. Yes. So we should always remind ourselves. You know that me doing a seva is, is is for Krishna's satisfaction and for the devotee's satisfaction. The devotee's satisfaction is Krishna's satisfaction. You know he is not satisfied something else to serve Krishna. So we, how to correct that means we should always remember that. Then I am doing this for Krishna. You know, so let me do it to the best of my ability. The more we do uh, nicely, the more Krishna will notice. Oh, he is putting a lot of effort. To do service very nicely for me. So he is in our heart, Paramatma. 
is there right and right with us sitting by our side looking at what we're doing oh he's not taking it seriously oh he's taking it seriously so he he knows what we're doing so we should just anytime we forget when we remember okay we should oh yes I, krishna is right with me and i have to satisfy the devotee <coughs> so i must do with full attention with every with attention to every detail of such service that is being given same so that's the only way to correct that repent just like we learned you know this indra repented right so we have to repent oh i was not careful okay now let me do it properly so that's how we should do we should put full efforts full effort as much as possible like if our as if our life depended on it if our life depended on it we will do everything possible to do you know everything in in our um, in our hands right if if that is for our survival well it is for our spiritual survival so we have to do everything possible <coughs> to do it um suppose that you know for, suppose for example my service is say garlands make, making garlands for krishna of course i can do i can learn from other devotees the basics and once i get the basics right okay then i can actually maybe even do some research okay see some videos on how people make garlands and you know learn the art and make even nicer ones or if my um cooking is my service then i can actually you know um, um you know ensure that how can i cook the best thing for krishna every time you know cook something new or something you know nice and put full efforts <coughs> like that and if my services say you know to organize um, book distribution okay let me try my level best to convince every single person i meet let not a single person pass by without being asked <coughs> so that is the best effort right every single person who comes out i must ask not that ah he will not take la you know he will not he looks like you see his face he doesn't look like he's going to take <laughs> and sometimes krishna makes us um and then you know with that mood we try uh, okay, you know just negligently we like neglectfully we'll pass a book and actually he you know, then he takes and he, he buys maybe a bhagavad gita and you know some other books and we're like oh krishna like teaches us i should not judge you know like that so i should try my level best so in every every instance we can always do our best to uh every single attention to every single detail and properly attending to everything that we are given uh, then krishna will give us more and more intelligence how to do such service properly <coughs> i hope that is that clarifies it all right so thank you all very much hopefully um that helped uh hopefully it will help me and to do proper seva so all right thank you very much um i do not know because we have a lot of service going on so initially i thought every day you just do it <coughs> but <coughs> what i'm thinking is i'll just um do it on wednesdays and saturdays when i have regular classes so i'll just take you and take this opportunity to do the harinam chintamani until we finish this uh, reading through this book um otherwise i would have done tomorrow also thursday honestly we have many services at hand so hopefully you will excuse me for that all right thank you very much chaitanya mahaprabhu ki jai haridas thakur ki jai bhakti gunu thakur ki jai shri prabhupad ki jai 
अनंत गोड़ी वैष्णव वृंद की जय निताय गौर प्रेमानंदे हरि हरि बोल हरे कृष्ण